0: Well, hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson, and just to pull back the curtain, I am recording this on Monday from home, because Tuesday is going to be a huge travel day for me back and forth, or back to Trobe, and just don't have the time to do it. So if something big occurs Tuesday in practice, I absolutely will respond to it either right after practice or Wednesday morning for you guys. So this one's just sort of a generic one, talking quarterbacks, talking Kenny Pickett, and it's one of my favorite days because, like I mentioned, this is Monday, um, Mike Sando's QB tiers hit the the web. And Sandoz, a good friend of mine, we worked at ESPN together for 10 years, and he pulls 50 executives, coaches, anonymous sources throughout the league. And I think this, this is how he does it: is He gives them 30 quarterback names and says, put them in tier one, two, three, four, or five. And gets them all back, accumulates votes, and tears all these guys. And then there's a lot of talk about them as well. So, of course, we're going to talk about Pickett. But just to give you an idea of like how these guys are tiered and how they're viewed by this panel, the tier one dudes is Mahomes, of course. And this is what they call a tier one guy: is a tier one quarterback and carry his team each week. The team wins because of him. He expertly handles pure passing situations. He has no real holes in his game. Now, to me, there there should almost be a Mahomes tier, you know, because of all these voters, no one even put him in the second tier. I mean, he has ones across the board. So he's number one, of course. And then Burrow and Allen are two and three. And I think you can put those in either order. I slightly prefer Allen just because of his physicality and size, but they kind of stand alone. And to me, I think that's maybe where I would draw the line of tier ones, but that's not what the audience or you know, what these voters did. They have Aaron Rodgers at four, Herbert at five. Now, I could absolutely eat my words, but after last year's performance, Rodgers would be a tier two guy for me and would be six or seventh. He wouldn't be fourth. He could be awesome, though. I mean, he was tied with Mahomes last year for one. I mean, that was just one year ago coming off an MVP season. Herbert, to me, would be my top tier two guy. He comes in at five. So then they get to tier two. Hertz at six, Lamar at seven. I would flop them. I would go Herbert, top of tier two, then Lamar, then Hertz, then Rogers. So that's different than the way they have it. They have Rogers four, Herbert five, Hertz six, Lamar seven i um, sticking with tier two. Lawrence is at eight. He took a big jump, deservedly show, so. Dak Prescott at nine. Matthew Stafford fell, but they still kept him in tier two, which I understand. And I should have told you what a tier two quarterback is. Tier two quarterback can carry his team sometimes, but not as consistently. He can handle pure passing situations and does and or possesses other dimensions that are special enough to elevate him above tier two. He has a hole or two in his game. So, here's another conversation, and it's a bigger one, but it applies to Kenny, too. When, whenever we get to this time, I believe if you have a, a, a young quarterback, when it gets to be contract time, if he's a Tier 1 player, you pay him, and you pay him whatever he wants. No doubt. just if He's Superman. Take him. Basically, that's true if you're a Tier 2 guy as well. They're, they're hard enough guys to come by if Kenny, when his contract is up, is a tier two player or is just slamming on the door to get to a tier two player, you pay him. And I'm talking the 40 million, zooming mean, the big money. Mm. Tier three guys, I don't know if that's a good investment or not. You're like, would you rather have a Kenny Pickett for five years on a rookie deal, or would you rather have The same guy, basically, but maybe a little better and older and more experienced, but you're paying him 40 million, you know, like. anyway, let's get back to these rankings, but I think that's a good way to look at it. So Lawrence was eight, Dak was nine, Stafford 10, Watson 11, Kirk Cousins 12. That's the end of tier two. I don't know what you do with Watson. We can fight about that all day, but to me. Tier three, a tier three quarterback is a legitimate starter, but needs a heavier running game and or defensive component to win. A lower volume drop back pa- pa- passing offense suits him best. Like to me, Kirk Cousins is the poster boy of tier three. He should be number one in tier three to me. Well, he was last in tier two. So fair enough. I mean, where he's just accumulating votes here. The tier three guys are Kyler, Carr, Goff, Russell Wilson, Tua, Jimmy G, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith now comes in at 20. Justin Fields, which is a tough one to rank. Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones is your last tier three guy. I would not, I'm not going to fight those arguments. You know, we're not here to say this guy should be 21, this guy should be 23, this guy should be 19, whatever. But Mac Jones to me is a tier four quarterback, which is where you're going to find Kenny which is defined as a tier four quarterback can be an unproven player, not enough information for voters or a veteran who ideally will not start all 17 games. I think Pickett fits that, but I think Mac Jones is still there as well, even though he is a year older. So Brock Brock Purdy is the top of tier four and Kenny Pickett is next. They're 24 and 25 overall. And we're kind of splitting hairs here. If you add up all the, votes. Purdy's average vote is 3.50. Pickett's is 3.52. I've told you before, I prefer Pickett to Purdy. I might prefer both of them to Mac Jones. Definitely, I prefer Pickett to Mac Jones. I, I host this Peacock and Williamson podcast, and we went through these earlier in the week, and I asked Peacock, who's a Niner guy, I'm like, if the Patriots offered you Mac Jones for Purdy straight up, would you say yes? And he said no. And I said the same by Kenny. So, but this, you can understand this tier, at least the top of it. It's Purdy. It's Pickett. It's Jordan Love. Then Baker Mayfield stands out at 26. He would be lower for me. I'm not sure I would trade Trubisky for Mayfield, to be honest with you. Sam Howell's at 28. Desmond Ritter at 29. And then they have Gardner Minshew at 30. So, not a lot of takeaways there, but... I do think, you know, Kenny, and this is the case for the young guys, you know, they're going to be low on the list. There's just not a lot of of information. And here's what they had to say about Pickett, too. There's some quotes here, I think, are, first of all, he got 24 Tier 3 votes, 26 Tier 4 votes. So, he's right in the middle there. By most accounts, the Steelers have found themselves a solid starting quarterback. Solid, but not spectacular. Here's a quote. His best traits are going to be his moxie, decision-making, toughness, leadership, things that really don't have a number. Three defensive coordinators who faced Pickett provided similar accounts. I think he sees it, and when things break down, he's much more mobile than you think. I've been telling you guys that a lot. I just don't think he has an elite arm talent. Another coordinator said he thought Pickett would be the Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Derek Carr conversation at some point in the future. Hmm. His talent is limited, a coordinator said. All the rest of it is top notch. Pickett finished his rookie season with seven touchdowns and nine interceptions and 12 starts. Not much to go on as quarterbacks with wide range of career outcomes have produced similarly as rookies. And here's the last quote. He had a game-winning drive into a strong wind against Vegas on Christmas Eve. We just need to see a lot more. Tier 4 is perfect for him now. And I won't fight him on that. By the criteria of this, I would have him as a Tier 4 guy. I'll be shocked and unimpressed, frankly, if he's not a Tier 3 guy next year. Maybe, all the things considered, he's knocking on the door of Tier 2. And then you start talking about, that's a guy I want to pay. All right, um, be back in a moment. I want another little thing here about quarterbacks I found pretty interesting as well. So, it was a short little article by Pro Football Focus today, but they, they they put out, what they're doing is they're trying to promote their quarterback annual, their, their guide, which is quite good. Um, and so, they're giving you little snippets. You know, here, here's a, a list of ex quarterback, best when scrambling, best at these steep routes, whatever it is. And today, they put out their grades, which I usually agree with, but aren't gospel, Pro football focus grades when under pressure and number one on the list was Mitch Trubisky. So here's what they said about Mitch. Trubisky only appeared in seven games and faced just 57 dropbacks under pressure. The fewest among quarterbacks are qualified for this list. Fair enough. Former second overall pick went 22 for 44 on 248 yards and and a touchdown recording six big-time throws and just one turnover play. His 12.8 big-time throw rate also ranked first at the position, beating Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Joe Burrow. Last season, Trubisky and Josh Allen were the only quarterbacks with a double-digit big-time throw rate on pressured dropbacks. Okay, Mitch, I mean, I think that's something to be said for that. Second on the list is Josh Allen. It's good company to keep. Third on the list, Kenny Pickett. So uh, I'll tell you what they read about this in a minute, of course, but I immediately started thinking, and I have not come up with a great conclusion. Feel free to tell me one if you do. Is there some reason the Steeler quarterbacks are performing really well under pressure? And don't tell me because their line stinks. They're always under pressure and they adjust to it better than everyone. Their line didn't stink and they're not under pressure much more than any other team. I don't know. I mean, is it just something that the quarterback coach or, hey, heaven forbid, the offensive coordinator has helped them with? Maybe. I mean, the fact that Trubisky's one, Pickett's three, Allen's two, and Mahomes is four. So, that's the company you're keeping in this one specific metric. But you can hang with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. They were one and three on the list we talked about before. In any metric, I like it. So, here's what they said about Pickett. Pickett faced 140 pressure dropbacks a season ago, going 48 of 39 for 514 yards and two touchdowns. He tied Trubisky with six big-time throws. The biggest difference between the two were that Pickett had four turnover-worthy plays and that he posted just an 8.7-yard average depth of target, which is three yards shy of Trubisky's number. Crazy. Um, The good news for Steeler fans, though, is Pickett – Outperform Trubisky from a clean pocket, not being pressured. So, certainly watching both, their, well, mostly Pickett, I would have thought he handles pressure quite well. Um, Trubisky, it didn't dawn on me as much. I've obviously been studying Pickett more than Trubisky in the offseason. But I think that's promising. You know, I mean, he' pretty cool customer. Alright, uh, I will be back talking practice and training camp at you tomorrow. Take care.